I do believe that being bored is something we no longer allow ourselves to do. And I think that's such a wonderful thing for creatives. You know, to not be bored and then like scroll social media or play with your phone or be bored and like do stuff, but like allow yourself space to just be bored. Because when you are bored, you're just with your own mind. Greeting friends and fellow storytellers, it's Harris here. And as we record this, we are moving into month five of this pandemic. Month five. It's hard to even remember March now, when lockdown felt like kind of a weird novelty. Now many of us have gotten used to spending huge chunks of the day stuck with ourselves. And that's a tough place to be, or it can be, unless you learn how to utilize that time well. And that's something this week's guest, Tanya Kiripart, can help you learn to do. Tanya is a seasoned product executive with over 17 years of experience in the media technology space. She's built three teams from the ground up and helped grow recognizable media brands from startup mode to structured, scalable companies. Her work has been recognized by numerous awards, including Emmy, Peabody, Adobe Max, Debbie, and the prestigious National Design Award. Tanya's connection to storytelling is through an understanding of human-computer interaction, design, and behavioral economics. Her transformative work has shaped the future through tenures at Major League Baseball, TED, and as head of product and creator experience at Patreon. If you're wondering what to do with some newfound alone time, she's got some really great advice. Listen in on this backstage interview recorded at Story between Tanya and Tim Gray. My intention is about that it is important to spend time alone, to understand who you are when you are alone and who you are not in comparison to anything else or anyone else that is external to you. Because when you spend time to do that, you have a better understanding of the sense of self. And when you have a better understanding of the sense of self, you have a better way to contribute to togetherness. So in the theme of between alone and together, to get to a place where together is genuinely meaningful, you have to bring your sense of self. And in order to figure out your sense of self, you should spend some time alone. Absolutely. I had a wise friend tell me maybe a decade and a half ago, um, she was like, you can't be alone. And I'd never heard that said to me in that way before. And I took it to heart and I realized that I had constantly surrounded myself with things and people at that age. And I, I made special time to go be alone and to be okay with my company. And it took a lot of self-work and a lot of therapy and a lot of stuff to do that. But it was incredible. But it's almost addicting. Once you get to where you really enjoy your own company, there's no, there's no incessant need to fill it. There's joy there. Yes. And, and that's a hard place for a lot of people to get to. That in itself is a liminal space. Yes. You know? And it's a pretty dramatic shift from those two planes of thought. Yes. When you were going through that process of sitting and being, just being alone and being okay with just you and your mind and your thoughts, what was that process like? Mine was jarring. Mine was 
you know, the sort of the story that kind of like that conveyed the message was um, this sudden discovery that I had acute major depressive disorder. Um, I was so blindsided by that that I had to Google what it was mm-hmm. <laughs> while I was in the hospital. <laughs> um, and, you know, through through that somewhat jarring experience um, and with the help of my brother, he recommended that I go do this silent meditation thing. And my whole entire life, I... I was so career focused that I spent every minute of my waking moment thinking about everyone else and everything else that the idea of going into this retreat and to silently look inward was both very scary and frankly I was curious sure um to see if I could do it and you know I'm an introvert so being by myself was fine so what could go wrong right yeah. so you know famous last words and yeah. then I walked in and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> yeah, it's an all new level of uh, of aloneness. You know, we, we often spend time alone like an hour or two hour a day. Yeah. And then you start to do stuff, right? Sure. And then this was like 12 hours of sitting by yourself, just you and your own mind. And you just start to like see all the crazies that's like in your head. Tanya's experience might sound familiar to you, even if you haven't had a depressive episode. There's a sudden shock that comes with aloneness, some realizations about yourself that maybe you didn't know or did know, but were trying to avoid. It can make you feel like a stranger in your own head when all the things you've used to define yourself are stripped away, and it can be harder than ever to tell your own story with honesty. But fortunately, Tanya figured out how to do it. What are some things that you've done to help you kind of get over that story you were telling yourself that maybe some of the storytellers at home maybe could could implement into their lives? I have, well, okay, there are two answers that comes to mind, and I'm hopeful that both of them will answer your question in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my dear friend, Ramya, who helped me in the hospital, um, you know, she told me that you you go through life and you get injured. Like, you know, you go snowboarding, you hit a train, you break your leg, and then you're like, ah, you, my leg is broken. I tell myself my leg is broken. Everybody can see my leg is broken. And then you go to the doctor and you go to physical therapy. You start to walk again and you start to run again and all of a sudden you're okay. So there's no stigma in, like, breaking your leg. But... The brain, when it breaks, there's so much stigma around that. Sure. And every now and then, actually, the, your brain gets sick. Like, you're, you know, so she's like, you should never be ashamed of it. You should own it because when you own your own sickness, that is when you can begin to heal. Um, so it's, it is because of her words. Sure. Um, that encouraged me to own my own sickness and and actually talk about it the same way I know anybody talking about being Absolutely. sick. Yes. Um, and I think that because there's so much stigma around mental health that it becomes a silent threat to all of us because mm-hmm. we are ashamed so we hide and when we hide we don't heal. 
Sure. So, so that's that's one, right? Yeah. And then I hope that's one of the that's that's an okay answer for one of courage. Them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then the second is, you know, for listener at home to think about, you know, how how to cope with depression and what are some of the ways in which um, they can think about their own experience is this notion of, you know, when when you cry eventually you stop crying when you are hungry if you eat eventually you stop getting hungry as a matter of fact i don't know if you've ever been hungry to the point where you stop being hungry Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah so like see those things exist and so there is like moments of sorrow or or panic and stuff like that that happens if you know heart of heart that it will pass Mm-hmm. It actually will. You just be patient and just know that it is a part of who you are now. It may not have been a part of who you were before. And you breathe through it. You know it will go away. And just kind of let it be what it is. And don't like dwell on it and feel like bad about yourself or feel bad it exists. Or, you know, I get migraines all the time and. I'm like, oh, I have migraines. I'm just going to sit on my bed. Sure. No, not like, oh, I have migraines. This is like the worst thing in the world. And, you know, no, not anymore. I just shut my blinds and I'm like, okay, I know my routine. It's yeah. going to go away at some point. I'm going to create space for that. Absolutely. And that ties into liminal space so well, right? It's just a part. Yeah. There is no skipping it. Yeah. You can't go around it or over it. Or like dying to fix it or, or wanting to just be away from something that you are already there. There's this famous quote about going through hard times that says, if you're going through hell, don't stop. And that's good advice for a lot of life situations, but creatively speaking, with something like liminal space, well, that might feel like hell too. It's unknown, it's scary, it might even be lonely. But that's why I have another friend who calls it hell in the hallway. Again, keep going. It may feel like one door has closed and another door hasn't opened yet, but it's also exactly where a lot of us need to be. I think sometimes we are put here on purpose, in this space between, for our own good, our development, our formation, our becoming. It's something that Tanya really believes in. Loneliness isn't just part of the journey. It's a part worth embracing and resting in. I mentioned this briefly in my talk about boredom. And I do believe that being bored is something we no longer allow ourselves to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a wonderful thing for creatives. You know, to not be bored and then like, scroll social media or play with your phone or be bored and like do stuff but like allow yourself space to just be bored Mm -hmm. because when you are bored you're just with your own mind and if you think about like a child looking out the window when it's raining and you know maybe this little boy is bored he's imagining things yeah you know that that moment in our lives where we are dreaming about stuff or imagining what we could be or could do or maybe like in this little boy's mind it's just like a dragon flying around or whatever that is creative and and you know what is not creative what is not creative is 
is when you sit and you like you know scroll through like instagram or something like that and you see a bunch of like this amazing people doing really amazing stuff but then if you really think about it if that is your source of creativity then your creativity is in the light of other people's work absolutely it is not yours you're just copying or emulating something else that you see it is not coming it's not coming from within so i encourage creatives to 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 make time to be bored away from all of these comparison things to find that your inner childhood so are you bored right now good learn to be bored embrace the full scope of the human experience Rest in those feelings and see what they unearth in you. It just might be the key to your next creative revolution. And whether you find yourself bored or not, you absolutely need to make time to be a part of the Story 2020 virtual experience. I have a feeling that our theme for this year, announcing the coming of the sun, is going to end up kickstarting a few creative revolutions of our own. Seriously, the experience is coming together behind the scenes in some mind-blowing ways. And there's so much goodness that will be happening on September 24th and 25th around the world. Invest in yourself and your work by joining us. Learn more and get your ticket at story2020.com. And you can use the discount code storypodcast 50 for $50 off. I can't wait to experience it together with you guys. Until next week, thank you for listening. I am Harris III, and this is the Story Podcast. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely. All music for season four of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.